0: I'm Sarah, and I'm Meg, and this is the 7 Hours Difference Podcast,
1: where we discuss our friendships, differences in opinions, and life in general. But first, before we get into the podcast, uh, we are each going to give a little brief life update. Um, Sarah, do you want to start with that? Sure. Um, So, we realize it's going to
0: come out after Thanksgiving, but (laughs) in our time tomorrow's thanksgiving right so um i can't go see my family this year because you know safety precautions yeah and we're going to attempt a porch food pickup and then a zoom slash facetime dinner okay (laughs) so my neighbor got in on it um her name's sam and we always bring her like dinner and sometimes she brings us like desserts and things So she's doing the stuffing, and my mom's doing, like, turkey and yams and green bean casserole bread. And then I'm doing the pie and the deviled eggs. I don't know why those two (laughs) things, but that's that's my job. That's combo. I mean, I always make the deviled eggs every year. Um, But I guess my mom didn't want to make a pie, so that was the only thing she asked me to make. So I've got to get up and make those, and then we're going to do, like, a drop-off, and then we're going to attempt to FaceTime. And then my roommate... They're also going to do dinner with my family, and then we're going to do, with their family tomorrow night, a group game night over Zoom. Oh, wow. I know. I'm kind of excited. Uh, It's going to be interesting, definitely like none other Thanksgiving I've ever had.
1: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people, it's going to be like that this year, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the internet's going to crash tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. The internet everywhere. But we're gonna give it a try and I mean it's not like a huge deal like Thanksgiving for us isn't like a huge holiday like I know for some it's like the whole family gets together and you know it's like a huge deal and I don't know football or whatever. I don't even know football is happening tomorrow. I don't know.
1: I think. Oh I don't know because of COVID. Good question.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But for us it's always just been like we get up and we cook all dang day and then we clean. Yeah. And then we eat and that's it. Oh and we decorate the tree but we already did that so. (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: what well, about That you? sounds awesome. Um, are you talking about my Thanksgiving or my life update?
0: Uh, your life
1: update. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, mine is not anything holiday related, but me and Sarah were having a very interesting food conversation the other day, like we normally do, because who doesn't love to talk about food? <laughs> um, and... So it was weird because she held up this box of pasta that was called, I think it was Mastacholi or something. Is that what it was? Mastacholi, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I put my little American spin on it. <laughs> um And I was like, well, that just looks like penne pasta. And so I was like getting on her about it. But then I actually looked up, well, Sarah looked up the difference between them. And Mastacholi is like a smooth pasta. And pasta and penne has like little ridges on them so here there's a little pasta fact for everybody listening um, i
0: had no idea it kind <laughs> of blew my mind
1: yeah same uh exactly uh but it did blow my mind because i did not realize that it was so specific as to the types of pasta
0: <laughs> i wonder why that's that way though like do you think penne must taste better with a certain kind of like um sauce i would or imagine
1: something? um penne would be more like in a sauce because the ridges would hold the sauce on does that make sense
0: so then what's up with masta
1: i have no idea
0: also for the record we only <laughs> we used masta because i didn't want to get out the big pan to make spaghetti noodles we were having spaghetti. yeah yeah <laughs> like it was just like pure laziness but we well, don't taste the same anyway I mean, yeah, but we didn't bake it in the (laughs) oven with the cheese on top. We just, like, put the sauce on it, and then we put our own cheese on top. Yeah, like, I don't know what
1: (laughs) Mastacholi would be used for specifically. Like, I'm sure there's, like, a specific use, but I have no idea. Well, yeah, it's
0: like the Mastacholi. It's, like, spaghetti but baked instead of using spaghetti noodles. Yeah, so I'm sure there's, like, a certain kind of sauce that you're supposed to use. We used vodka sauce, Um, but I'm sure you're supposed to use, like marinara or something specific yeah, but yeah I'm, like that's like a whole thing like you've ever heard of masa choli dinners i've never heard of that oh well our old high school used to do it all the time like oh they would do masa choli dinners for like um band or choir concerts and stuff like that like a fundraiser like Families could come, and it was like, you know, six bucks or whatever, and you could get a whole meal, a salad, and masa and bread, and a dessert.
1: Okay. I actually remember performing at one of those where yeah. we used to go to high school, so. It
0: was probably masa choli <laughs> or chili. One of those two, because you can make bulk
1: masa right, or right. chili
0: for relatively cheap.
1: Okay. All right. Probably masa Well, really I cheaper. am still learning about different pasta, I guess, as we speak. Look
0: <laughs> at that. So much pasta knowledge. You're welcome. Okay. Well...
1: <laughs> All right, so I'm just gonna go into our podcast name. So yeah, go for it. Um, just to explain real quick uh, for people who haven't listened to past podcasts. Um, also, what are you doing with your life? Go listen to the rest of our podcasts because Please. they will definitely <laughs> at least mildly entertain you. So <clears throat> at least mildly. I'm not gonna set the expectation too high, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so seven hours difference podcast um, represents uh, me and Sarah. We were born seven hours apart i was born on april 17th she was born on april 18th um and we were also born four thousand miles apart so um we were so close yet so far (laughs) and we just kind of like to talk about how different we are because we are very different people we were raised extremely differently and yet we are best friends and we always will be
0: yeah exactly spot on
1: and i also have to give you a warning uh there was a podcast, uh, a couple podcasts ago where I kind of brought up a topic to Sarah and and I kind of took the reins. Well, this podcast, Sarah is taking the reins and I am kind of reacting to what she has planned. So I am pretty excited for this.
0: I should state that my research was, you know, minimal. Half an hour-ish spent on this. So yeah, we're um, not scientists. Okay? I'm not the we're pro. We're just going to give you our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referencing what little knowledge I have from college career and then um some websites that seemed relatively credible um but again don't don't quote me on any of this okay? yeah
1: <laughs> this is just our mostly our life experience and yeah. how it relates to each other so
0: <clears throat> this one's really interesting uh meg i think i think you will um love it and hate it all at the same time so i'm <laughs> cool. very excited I love it. um we're so I going my to life. talk oh really <laughs> okay okay loving and hating things at the same time yes yeah that's kind of like you like well i won't go into details right now (laughs) thank you
1: (laughs) i'll spare you oh
0: you know what we should also let the people know that we did a shot before we oh yeah yeah
1: i'm a little loose loosened up so uh me too
0: i'm and i'm having another drink so we're staying loose here um this will make it more interesting (laughs) for sure enjoy listeners Okay, so today I'm gonna take a drink. Hold on. Today (laughs) we are talking about dreams or dreaming. Okay.
1: Okay, I'm ready. It's gonna get
0: interesting. I have some questions for you
1: first before we get really into it. Okay. Lay it on me.
0: What is your dream history like? What What do you tell us about your dreaming history?
1: Okay, so I generally do not dream very much. Unfortunately, I do not have the pleasure. <clears throat> However, part of me is very thankful because whenever I dream, it's always something, like, scary <laughs> or huh. generally, like, stressful or negative, unfortunately.
0: Oh, that's really interesting, and you'll understand <clears throat> why shortly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> have you had any, like, weird dreams lately or any scary um, dreams
1: lately, like, as of late? I have had, like, a weird – it could have become scary, but I woke up before it did. Um I was in like a Hunger Games scenario um, and it felt like I was the only one left and I'm not going to like go into detail explaining the dream because it made absolutely zero sense but I remember <laughs> running away from people um, and having like a really large backpack on my back. So,
0: <laughs> so like camping horrors, maybe?
1: <laughs> um oh yeah okay could be that could be that i mean yeah. i'm
0: just thinking you must have had a pretty big backpack for camping right
1: yeah it was a very large backpack so maybe i came prepared maybe i already knew it was happening you were or ready <laughs> maybe she I was just, gonna like,
0: come out victorious yeah
1: yeah or maybe i just like got stuck in a bad situation maybe it was post-apocalyptic i have no idea but yeah that's i was running from people and i was wearing a very large backpack <laughs>
0: Well, listeners, let me ease your mind. We are not going to be breaking down dreams um, this time around. Not (laughs) deeply, uh, at least. I mean, very minimal. Um, But we are going to get into it a little bit in regards to why you might have like a scary dream or a more um, frightful dream versus a normal dream where you have a little bit more control of what's happening. So um, for the record, I'll just go into my dream history. Um, I love dreaming when I do dream. Um, It's always really great because either I have intense dreams or I have no dreams. Um, like I don't just like wake up and think, oh, I mean, I know I dream every night. Like we dream every night. Right. We always dream, but it's whether or not we remember those dreams. So like I know I dream every night, but there, if, if I do remember a dream, then it's very, very intense. I don't wake up and yeah. think, well, that was a dream. Like it's <laughs> it's weird, you know? Yeah. So I do have nightmares occasionally or like dreams that make me very, very stressed out or anxious um, one of those recently, uh, this is the last dream I remember having and it, all I know is I was a mother of two little girls and um, one little girl was awful. She was like so poorly behaved <laughs> and I know that it came from a moment in school where I didn't know how to handle a behavior um, and it was very similar in behaviors and even the little girl even looked like The little girl from my experience so I know what that that's what it was from um but yeah I mean I definitely if I'm stressed my dreams tend to be weirder and or scary whereas if I'm you know pretty good pretty stable (laughs) Mm -hmm. then usually I have dreams um that are, you know, relatively positive or just experiences nothing frightful, you know. Okay. So, nice. we'll go into a little bit more of that though because um I've got some stuff to share with you. I'm going to go to um a website. It's called Psychology Today. Okay? Um psychologytoday.com/us/basics/streaming. Okay? So, it's just right to it. Um it's a locked site. Uh, I was looking for an author and I got distracted earlier. Uh, it could be it could be a little sketchy. It's not it's not it says it's verified, but you know, by the website. who knows? <laughs> but I'm gonna read a little bit of this so that you can kind of um, get an idea of dreaming, okay? so okay. here's here's the section of it. Um, Why human's dream remains one of of behavioral scientists' greatest unanswered questions. Dreams have a purpose, but it may not be to send us messages about self-improvement or the future, as many believe. Instead, many researchers believe that dreaming mediates memory consolidation and mood regulation, a process a little like overnight therapy. But it's not a benefit all share equally. People who are sleep-deprived also tend to be... Dream deprived, spending less time dreaming and perhaps not remembering dreams as well. So,
1: uh, M- Meg, <laughs> yes, are are you sleep deprived? Um, generally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. How many hours of
0: sleep at, uh, do you get at night usually? Um,
1: it varies, very, oh, very. <laughs> How many times can I say "vary" in a row? Um, <clears throat> probably varies, more than that. <laughs> it varies a lot. Um like some nights I'll get six hours some nights I'll get eight hours some nights I'll get five hours like and I know you're supposed to get like seven and a half or something every night or whatever but so yeah. it, it's completely dependent on just basically like my, how, how my brain is is feeling that day I would say
0: <laughs> yeah so I I generally probably get six to seven kind of mm-hmm. depending again depending on what I did the night before you know sometimes I stay up later than I intend to whether that be on um you know related to work things or
1: just for fun
0: it kind of depends but
1: well, I also like to point out that like sleep deprived is different for everybody so oh, yeah absolutely like you'll know if you're sleep deprived or like how many hours you need to get per night to function and if you don't get that many then you're sleep deprived like that's just how it is
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 sleep de- oh yeah agree. Some people, like, legitimately need eight hours on the dot in order to function, and I totally get it. Um, I do not need that much. I need, like, six minimum um, (laughs) to function, and I've I've functioned very well off of six hours of sleep, but that could could be because coffee. I don't know. (laughs) Um, With that being said, um, also, for the record, um, no shame if you can't sleep. Like, if you have trouble sleeping, I'm so sorry. Like... (laughs) I really hope that you find a way to get that under control so that you can get some sleep because I know that's got to mm-hmm. be rough. I'm very blessed. I don't have too much trouble <laughs> sleeping. So, woo, thank goodness. Yay. So um, that definitely could be playing a part in the fact that you don't dream as much. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And really, dreaming is, is something that's really good for us because usually if you get far enough into sleep, REM sleep, then that's when you go into um, that kind of lucid I guess almost not always but you know a deeper uh, dreaming state where you can remember or and or have control over the dream right so Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you're not getting a lot of REM and to be honest neither am I Um, even though I sleep for a good chunk of time every day um, I've noticed I track my sleep on my Fitbit um, and I used to track it on an app um i only get about an hour of rem a night which is kind yeah. of crazy i think you're supposed to get like three hours of rem that again don't quote me on that i don't yeah. know for sure but i feel like one hour is not really enough because that's when you're really making the most recovery with your body and with your mind um and if we're not kidding that you know that's why we don't function well the next night or the next okay. day
1: i have to tell this like a- kind of anecdotal story real quick Okay, go for um it. So there's this show I watched, what a surprise, <laughs> where your brain does like crazy stuff while you sleep, right? So like mm-hmm. there was a show I watched where this lady was having issues um, with like sleep paralysis um, and she didn't know if the things that were happening to her while she was sleeping was real or if they were fake. Um, so basically what she did was she wrote some text like on a poster board and she taped it to her ceiling. And when she w- woke up and she, like, couldn't move, she looked at the ceiling, she couldn't read the text. And apparently there's, like, a part of your brain, like, while you're asleep that shuts off your cognitive ability to to read text or anything. So she knew because she couldn't read the text that she was, in <coughs> fact, asleep while everything was going on. That just, like, blew my mind <laughs> that your brain just, like, literally shuts down parts of your your whatever they're called like well it's interesting that you
0: said that um quick question was Mm -hmm. that a like a real based off of a real experience or was that like a show or what
1: no that was a show but it's a scientific fact like they weren't just like making it up for the show
0: (laughs) um somewhere in here i have to i have to get to that um we're going to talk about lucid dreaming and it's going to kind of go into a little bit about about that process but um kind of picking up where we were what dreams mean this is on the same website cool dreams are the stories the brain tells during the REM stage of sleep right so rapid eye movement that's like the deepest stage of sleep people typically have multiple dreams each night that grow longer as sleep draws to a close over a lifetime a person may dream for five or six full years (laughs) wow how best to examine all that content remains a source of debate Um, so here's a couple questions that they decided to go into Are all dreams based on real life? Dreams typically involve elements from waking life, such as known people, familiar locations, familiar objects, but they often have a fantastical feel. In dreams, people may live out scenarios that would never be possible in real life, although they aren't always positive. So that's a good point. You know, sometimes those dreams can be negative, but it still might be based off of events or elements of your waking life. For instance, (laughs) my dream about the little girl that was terrorizing my parenthood. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that obviously cat out el, many elements. I mean elements of, you know, I want to be a parent elements of my school my, you know, my experiences teaching um, and it didn't necessarily turn out positive. In fact, I almost woke woke up anxious right away, you know, just yeah. from from that dream. Whereas sometimes, you know, I'm sure you've had these dreams. If you're falling for somebody or you're experiencing something really wonderful and magical in real life, then you might tend to dream about those things and then they, you wake up and you're like, oh, I just wish I could go back into that dream. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had those dreams before. I have before. had
1: occasionally some, yeah.
0: And it, That has elements of real life too, like a feeling that you might be feeling in real life or a person that you might be admiring in real life that you yeah. might sneak their way into your dreams. This part was really interesting to me. Um, that is I really don't think that, um, this next part I'm going to read, I don't think is anything too legitimate i think it's kind of fun but i don't think it's 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 legit and this is going to go into it and you'll understand why as soon as i say (laughs) this psychologist's name (laughs) you will understand um can we interpret our dreams (laughs) people have always tried to figure out the meaning of their dreams but dream interpretation as a field of psychological study emerged in 1899 when Sigmund freud published the interpretation of dreams Today, most experts disagree with Freud's conclusions, and some don't believe dreams signify anything at all. But people continue to mine them for clues in their inner lives. Excuse me. But people continue to mine them for clues to their inner lives, creative insights, and even hints of their future. So, (laughs) Freud, that's all you have to know. I mean, in order to... Interpretation of dreams, I think it's really more of... uh, You can't really, like figure out what your dream meant but really you can just like get why you had that dream you know like what we were talking about when you're pulling those waking life moments from a dream but that doesn't necessarily mean
1: you know what do you mean what what do you mean like pulling pulling what from a dream
0: our waking elements waking life elements so like what i was saying about the girl who is being crazy in my dream like I knew that that was a waking life element
1: I got you but I didn't like
0: take that and think okay so does that mean that (laughs) there's something in my life that's really chaotic and I need to get it under control or you know (laughs) like I didn't go in and like interpret what it meant I just knew that it was clearly something that had stuck in my head and and you followed me into a dream you know what I'm saying that's
1: interesting because I I kind of look at this a different way, um, mm-hmm. which I can go into. Surprise, surprise. Yes,
0: bring it on. <laughs>
1: um, I've actually like, I think my whole view on the brain, which I'm sure you can agree with to some extent, is that it is like so much more powerful than we give it credit for on a day to oh, day basis. Totally agree. <laughs> so and to me, like the subconscious is everything. The subconscious will tell you everything you need to know about how you're feeling, how your life, but you can't. Access it because it's your subconscious, obviously. Um right. if, if you could access it, it would be your consciousness. Um, your conscious – the conscious part of your brain. <laughs> I um, got you. <laughs> um, so to me, I've always thought growing up – and this is rung true for me generally. Whenever I want to think about my dreams, sometimes my dreams are bad. I don't want to think about them. I never want to – like I just want to forget about them. Um, but <clears throat> usually if I think about it, I can actually – kind of go with what fjord said like which I, in a scientific way it's probably not valid true but um i do think that for me at least i assign meaning to those things that happen in the dream and I, I see it reflected in how i'm feeling on a day-to-day basis if i really think about it now i don't know if or how i'm feeling about a situation or a person now, I don't know if that's just me and the power of suggestion, which is definitely very possible, or if it's my subconscious trying to, like, deal with something that I'm just maybe not dealing with. Um, so,
0: but if you, how, w- how would that not be then elements based off of your waking life?
1: Because there are things that happen in my dream, like, have nothing to do with anything that's happened in my life, I guess. What, like, I can't, like, you you know how you identified the, the little girl in your dream as, like, kind of an actual real person (laughs) well and that Um, doesn't always happen that's just the case
0: there yeah but like
1: i I mean i guess i'll feel things in my dream that like i've never felt maybe like extreme fear or you know that sort of thing and stuff that i just generally don't feel at all as i as i have it on my i mean okay i just stuttered like a ton but
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're good i have this well first of all i mean i'm not i think psychology is such a science where yes there is research and yes there's some things that are pretty well standing oh yeah um, but it's kind of always up to your not psychology is up to your beliefs but like people always will listen to what psychology has to say and then come to their own understanding of what they believe you (laughs) know that's just how people do psychology sociology that kind of stuff but um my thought process is um it's kind of to each our own, right? And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think to some extent, it's still an element of your waking life because, well, like you said, the subconscious, like, yeah, you're you're feeling that some way, somehow, even if you can't identify it in your head. So like, yeah, if it's extreme I, I fear, you're feeling that extreme fear. <laughs> and that might be elements of your waking life. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you don't walk around in extreme fear all the I time. I don't, know. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, ma'am. But, you know, I think to, to an a certain extent, it is part of your waking life, which in turn then I guess does require a little bit of interpretation. But I don't think that we need to take our dreams like word for word. Um, oh, which I agree. Some people, definitely. some people do. Some people are like, well, <clears throat> this is what happened. So um, I'm going to change my whole life around now and I'm going to move to California and do this and quit my job. It's kind of like people know. who
1: like trip. Crazy. And then they, like, take their trip and, like, apply it to their life word for word or something. <laughs> like, kind of no. the same concept. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, y- yeah, to an extent. And, like, I, I get it because I've definitely interpreted dreams um, of my own and thought, okay, well, this must be speaking to something. But, again, I'm not, I'm not really yeah. digging deep into it. I mean, if it's pretty surface level, then I can pick it up. But, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I would I say know. that's, like, a cultural thing, too, because, like... Like, obviously, now, and we live in the United States, um, anything, like, mystical is not widely accepted or even tolerated, like, as any kind of real <laughs> real thing. Um, while as years and years ago, like, maybe a Native American culture or um, even some, like, of course, Middle Eastern cultures, they would be, like, you know, they like, the, the Native American culture used to be, like, all about connecting with your spirit, with the animals, dreams, prophecies, all this stuff, you know um stuff that's really only written about now um obviously i'm not privy to native american culture at this moment so i can't say any facts about that but that really has always fascinated me like the importance they put on the dreams yeah
0: absolutely well and you know that was prior to to research too you know where they didn't have answers but they had answers you know
1: right and
0: i i think that's really interesting too actually uh, I don't know. See, and that's the thing That's why I can't necessarily come to an um <laughs> we can't make conclusions stance, here. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. And well, and like the article said, there there is no there's no answer to this. This makes no sense. Right. The brain is like you said, so so complicated and powerful. We just we don't understand all the working pieces just yet. Um
1: oh yeah. Which
0: is kind of why I love it. Um Oh, yeah.
1: It's so fascinating.
0: I studied some psychology in college, and I really enjoyed it because the human brain is, like, literally insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that kind of leads me to – well, it doesn't really lead me at all, but I attempted (laughs) attempted to segue. We're doing um, a segue. To the next little bit of this this article. I'm not reading it word for word, but I'm kind of working along the way. Um, This says, Why We Have Nightmares. Um, This is really interesting. Because of what you said. Okay. So, um, nightmares can create feelings of terror, anxiety, or despair and lead to psychological distress or sleep problems like insomnia. Research has identified a range of causes for nightmares, including post-traumatic stress, anxiety, especially the presence of generalized anxiety disorder, dissociation, and psychological changes. Um, So... (laughs) I mean, if they've made it this far, then they know that we obviously are dealing with some anxiety to a certain level. Right. Um, and, I mean, if you think about it, like, would you say that, y- I mean, you were you were diagnosed with anxiety, right?
1: Um, yes, but it wasn't as, like, it was an anxiety disorder. It was just like a more of a general diagnosis. Yeah, I would say. Okay,
0: so that would be a generalized anxiety disorder. It
1: would, yeah. Generalized okay. anxiety. There you whereas
0: go. I oh. was diagnosed with panic disorder. So I don't oh, okay. live my life in anxiety.
1: Right. Um,
0: I mean, there are things that can trigger my anxiety, um, t- um, you know, and that usually leads to a panic attack. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: whereas some people, like, live their life with anxiety. And, and so I'm, that's, I'm, that's where we're different.
1: Well, I'm lucky that you, my level of anxiety on a day-to-day basis... Yes, I'll have flashes of more extreme anxiety, but I generally can brush it off. So I know I'm definitely not as severe as a lot of people in this, right. in this world.
0: But I mean, if you think about your dreams, um, whereas like I told you, I don't really have a lot of nightmares. Like I generally have more good dreams than bad dreams, um, yeah. likely because when I go to sleep, I'm not going to sleep in the middle of a panic attack. I'm not going to sleep when I'm ready to have a panic attack. Whereas for, and I don't know, that's not facts. That's just an assumption I'm making. Whereas for you, if you're anxious often, I mean, even if that's not even true, I don't know, whatever it is, you might be just anxious going to sleep whatever it might be, and that could lead you to have a nightmare. Now, I'm not saying everybody experiences anxiety. So I've definitely gone to sleep anxious just in general and had a nightmare, and that happens because Mm -hmm. everybody has a a certain amount of anxiety in their life. Um, But you you might have more often than not nightmares because of your general anxiety,
1: right? I would say that. And, of course, the other symptoms on here, disassociation, I am very familiar with that. And a little bit of, I, I can't diagnose myself with post-traumatic stress, but there are types of post-traumatic stress that aren't, you know, coming back from combat related um, that I believe I experienced. So I think, and most of that happens, like, at night because most people are alone at night. So <laughs> that's when so kind of there. you can their, think about it,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's when well, you think about it. Go ahead, sorry. Without saying anything too much, it's still really, really, really recent for you. So it's very. Right, it's very heavy
1: still, yeah. Well, this can totally manifest
0: in your dreams, you know?
1: This association, we can have a whole podcast on disassociation. <laughs> That's been something I've I've experienced since I was probably a kid, um, though. So. I would love to
0: talk about that because I just yeah. recently found out what it was. Like, I went and, like, yeah. looked it up and researched it, and I was like, <laughs> it's oh. It's very,
1: very – I mean, <laughs> it's complex. Of course, it's different for everybody, but it's, it's very complex.
0: It's and, interesting. I would love to talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, um – um, okay. Another fabulous segue. Sorry, I just I started to read and talk at the same time, and that didn't go very well. Um, <clears throat> our nightmares based on real life experiences. Re-experiencing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I know this is going to be really hard to talk about. Re-experiencing oh, no, it's okay. is a common symptom of post traumatic stress disorder, also known as flashbacks. These involuntary recollections often manifest in the form of nightmares that can cause significant emotional distress. Even when the dreams are not exact replays of a trauma, they may have strong symbolic or indirect connections to the event. Um, without telling our listeners what you've experienced, because I don't think it's necessary, would you say that some of your nightmares um, stem from re-experiencing, if you will?
1: I would say <clears throat> all my nightmares stem from re-experiencing. Now, ah! they're not,
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh! Not, I know it's crazy. Did you crazy. have nightmares like this before the experience?
1: Uh, yes, I did, yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, and I will say the experience was kind of like a very long experience, so i and i had nightmares during that time that i did not know were related to the experience um which i'm being so uh cryptic right now so people listening are probably like i don't understand what's happening but um yeah i would definitely understand. (laughs) (laughs) i would definitely if if they felt it they know it um they know kind of how that feels um where you don't really know you're going through something until after (laughs) or like shortly and then it's like a slap in the face (laughs) yeah um but I would, like the article says, it's not an exact replay of a trauma. Um, however, like there'll be different characters or whatever, or maybe I won't even be in the dream. Maybe I'll just be like seeing a scenario play out. Um, however, it definitely has like a strong symbolic, i.e., indirect connection to the situation or to the person or or whatever. Like I definitely see that.
0: Hmm. But yeah, I. I'm really grateful I don't experience that. That would make me not want to go to
1: sleep. (laughs) Here's the nugget. Um, I don't know why. uh, But if I watch a zombie movie or a zombie TV show, I will have nightmares about zombies for weeks. (laughs) Okay, so Meg does not like zombies. (laughs) That just triggers me because I like, obviously zombies are not real. And there's no other really type of horror that will do that to me except for zombie horror. So hooray.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll always be your non-zombie watching buddy cuz I just Thanks. don't I don't like to do that either. <laughs> so, it's all good.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. And I like zombie movies. Like I enjoy watching them, but they're just really like I don't know, they affect me. <laughs> Speaking of
0: zombies, you know who shouldn't watch zombie shows?
1: Um I don't know.
0: Children. <laughs>
1: Um, oh yeah,
0: my flawless segue is just this fun fact: um, <laughs> children are plagued with um, terrifying dreams and nightmares more than
1: adults generally. That makes sense.
0: Um, but if you think about it, kids don't have a way of necessarily understanding and or separating their anxiety, from, like you know, from like who they are. Like it's just like they don't understand and they don't get how yeah. to use it and and or take care of it or handle it, yeah. and so it it's more likely to come up in their in their dreams as they yeah figure out what's going on I mean they don't have
1: the rationalizing down yet yeah and a lot of us adults don't have that either fully but I mean it definitely helps with if you feel anxiety to like partly be able to rationalize you know to yourself I you know this is not my feeling I shouldn't be feeling this here's some ways to cope with it kids don't really get that yet while we're here
0: here's another fact um Half of grown-ups also have occasional nightmares, although fewer than 10% report frequent or reoccurring episodes. So you, Lucky, you are in the top 10% of adults who have to, who not have to, but frequently report uh, reoccurring episodes. That's crazy. I'm Um, glad.
1: I'm glad I do not have, like, night terrors or something.
0: Yeah, seriously, me too. I. (laughs) The more I'm talking to you about these dreams, the more blessed I feel <laughs> by the second. I have really wonderful dreams and I, I love dreaming. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> um, That's probably why I love sleeping so much because when I dream, I can go off and it's like acting. Like when I get to be on a stage, same concept. When I dream, I'm not necessarily facing real life. I am enjoying <laughs> things that have nothing to do with paying bills and um, <laughs> being single.
1: So um, anyways. I have a question <laughs> for you. Um, oh, okay. Hit me with it so do you ever have those dreams where you like like it's like when you first fall asleep where you like fall or whatever and you like wake up oh in yeah like a sweat? okay
0: or like you're falling and then like you think you hit the ground and you wake up and you jolt
1: yeah that happens oh. to me a lot
0: oh yeah me too me too <laughs> i <laughs> i don't know what the theory behind that is i'll have to look that up sometime but yeah i do definitely experience yeah. that. yeah okay it's so that's just out. like
1: a universal thing anybody yeah. can feel that
0: <laughs> most people feel that yeah yeah <clears throat> So that kind of leads me into, I mentioned this earlier, lucid dreams Mm -hmm. or lucid dreaming. So let me read this little section here for you. Okay, so it says, during lucid dreaming, which most commonly occurs during the late stages of REM sleep, a dreamer is aware that they are asleep, but is able to control events within their dreams to some extent. Lucid dreamers report willing themselves to fly, fight, or act out sexual fantasies. There are communities dedicated to learning how to lucid dream at will, although evidence that this is possible remains inconclusive. So that could maybe has something to do with, like, the tripping thing because, <laughs> like what you said, like, <clears throat> some people will, yeah. like, you know, do this on purpose and experience this dream that's, right. like, super lifelike. Um, and I feel like that, you know, is kind of, like, lucid dreaming. Um, I, I can't say that I, like, reach a point where I've – realize that I'm asleep and that I, I am in control I, I don't think I've ever experienced that so maybe I'm not a lucid dreamer but most of my dreams are relatively intense to the point where like <clears throat> I, I can kind of see what's coming you know so I guess yeah I'm, I'm almost in control but not really I know I never realized that I'm asleep and then I wake okay. up and I'm like oh dang <laughs> 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 you know
1: yeah so, I mean I've never ever lucid had a lucid dream unfortunately i would love to as long as it's not a bad dream of course <laughs> but even in a loop even if i was having a bad dream and i in it somehow became a lucid dream i would still prefer that because then i would be in control of myself but um yeah i've never had a lucid dream unfortunately
0: well that's interesting that you said that um i've got two little sections here but i'm gonna skip this first one and go to the second one because it says can anyone have lucid dreams um most people do not typically experience lucid dreaming or they do not realize they do. And those who do tend to experience it in a limited way without full agency. So yeah. there you go. But some experts and advocates of the potential benefit of lucid dreaming for boosting creativity and confidence and reducing stress believe most people can train themselves to experience lucid dreaming. That would be very interesting. I um, oh, love This says, how do lucid dreams work? Research suggests that the brain undergoes a psycho- psychological change during lucid dreaming in fMRI studies, the prefrontal cortex and a cortical, cortical, hmm. I'm not sure what word that is, network, including the frontal, parical, parietal, parietal, and I temporal so. zones, <laughs> have been shown to activate when the brain begins lucid dreaming. This appears related to the walking conscience that characterizes lucidity. So it's like activating these parts of your brain's parts of the brain that you would use if you were yeah. awake and awake and like functioning. Which is crazy, because what you talked about earlier in that dream, like, so like your body might know that you're asleep, but it yeah. also knows that you've got to use a certain part of your brain to experience whatever you're dreaming. But I guess not understanding yeah, interesting. language, <laughs>
1: because... But I wonder how the waking consciousness, like, works whenever you you know you're dreaming when you're in a dream, even though it's not, you're not in control, but you just like somehow know you're dreaming. Is that still considered like a waking consciousness? say that
0: i don't know man it's it's so complicated (laughs) it is there's just so many pieces um and i'm not gonna lie the (laughs) alcohol is kind of making (laughs) this hard to connect some dots for me um i don't know it's just so it's so uh fascinating i would love i would love to take a class specifically on dreams and brain like
1: I would love to like (laughs) talk to a dream expert that would be cool
0: it would be cool I want to know I want to know more about how the brain functions when we're sleeping and yeah uh, you know I don't even get it all but there's there's (laughs) way more this is just like a very loose yeah quick little thing and actually that's like the extent of the article um there's definitely more on dreams if you want to check it out um the psychology today again not sure if that's credible but they've got connected topics and diagnoses and yeah all just that. google you can that crap if you think it's yeah. interesting
1: like <clears throat> it is interesting it's extremely interesting i i just like randomly google stuff about dreams whenever i have one just to like see what's out there sure <laughs> Speculation. yeah see if somebody yeah.
0: else's kind of dreamt yeah what they think about it well with that being said um this is what i want to kind of get into and i find this so freaking interesting i oh sorry i hit my mic um i have (laughs) a totally different i i mean i don't know what you're gonna think about this you wouldn't tell me
1: beforehand i'm not
0: gonna tell you (laughs) um so i have to wait but i'm gonna tell you what i think and i know i've mentioned this to you before this Um, is a different
1: topic by the way yeah we're
0: gonna move on it's related to dreams We're going to talk about precognition. Um, Very interesting. So I'm going to tell you my experience. Meg's going to tell me hers and what we think about it. Okay. And then we'll get into some facts. I got you. All right. So my experience with dreams (laughs) in particular... Um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily, like, break down a dream. I might have a dream and, like, okay, it stuck out to me. Sometimes I don't even remember the dream. But what will happen is I will have these deja vu moments, which I know other people have experienced. Right. And I will have, I will literally remember dreaming this exact same thing. Yeah. This has happened to me many, 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 many times. And I was reading about this. And this is where I'm, like blown away i was reading about this and some people like they might have had a precognitive dream but it wasn't exactly the same thing that happened it was like a generic like well yeah i died and then they died right but like it wasn't like they died in this accident like it was like well yeah dreamed i came upon my corpse or whatever we'll read about that but for me it's the exact same thing so i have two examples recently i was sitting at my desk planning for remote learning in my elementary office. Um, I have two offices, (laughs) one in each building. And I was sitting in this little tiny room at this desk that was decorated, and I was working on my computer planning for remote. And I had this super intense, like probably one of the most intense moments I've ever had uh, with deja vu because they're not always so intense. But I realized that I had dreamt this dream like to a T. And I remember telling my mother about this. Like I'd come downstairs when I lived with her and I had this dream, which was like, I guess a year ago, right? When my Mm -hmm. first year of teaching. And I told my mom, I had this dream that we had to be online and I was planning on how to teach online to kids for whatever reason. And I I had to plan out everything. I'm not even kidding. I remember telling my mom about this. And honestly, I haven't even asked her if she remembers. She usually never remembers. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) because I've done this to her a lot. Mom, do
1: you remember I told you about this dream? And she's like, "Um, what?
0: (laughs) But like I remember I dreamt this dream and told her about it. And it wasn't like I made this up in my dream because I remembered speaking to her about this. Right. Physically, I did it in my waking life. I talked to her about it. Um, and so that really freaked me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting.
0: Um, and then the other day, um, I think it was the other night when we made, when we made spaghetti, it was pasta. Was I on the phone with you?
1: Yeah, we were on the phone. Did I have a that's, deja that's vu That's where the moment? pasta story came, yeah. <laughs> came from. But like, did I, remember. I, did I tell you about my deja
0: vu-, vu moment? I was like pouring pasta. Oh, yeah. And like I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I've done this before. And like... <laughs> Or in my dream, like, I remember, like, we we had a, ho- like, I had a house, and yeah. I was, like, making dinner in my house, and I thought it was, like, so, like, homey of me, and, like, I yeah. literally <laughs> dreamt the exact same thing, and the surroundings in the dream, like, they make sense. They line up. It's, like, exactly that moment that I've already dreamt prior. Now, that say- one is different oh, because I can't remember when I dreamt that dream I don't know when that was I don't know if it was when I already lived in the house which would make total sense or if it was like prior to the living here experience Mm -hmm. I don't know but it was another one of those deja vu moments definitely not as strong
1: yeah I would say like a lot of deja vu moments like especially when you can recall the dream where it came from like you don't remember that dream until you have the deja vu moment is that accurate no, not,
0: not always for me. Okay, sometimes that's I remember, how it is for me. But. Um, like, like I said, like I would go down and I would tell my mom about the dream. <coughs> like I remember it um, and I remember that happens sometimes where I remember yeah. telling somebody about it. But for the most part, I don't remember getting up and running and telling somebody. And in which case, if I didn't tell somebody, I probably wouldn't remember. <laughs> so, I mean, that's probably going to be true for um, most of them, but not all of them. So that, okay. that's my experience. And I'll just, I'm going to cut to the chase. I think that I have like an extra little sense about me. I think that I have um, an un- unlocked piece of me that can kind of tell the future just a little bit. And I don't mean that in like a that's so Raven kind <laughs> Crystal of way. <laughs> yeah, not like that. But I just think that... I think I'm just really hyper aware of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a big blessing. I think it's pretty freaking cool. Makes me want to become a witch and do some tarot readings. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, I mean, witch and tarot might have nothing to do with each other.
1: So excuse that. We're a little ignorant about Um, that. Yeah, that
0: was probably very ignorant. Ignorant. You're welcome. Um, So... Sorry in advance to anybody that just heard that and got (laughs) upset. I'm very sorry. Um, But, yeah, I do believe in it. I think it's something very special, and I wish that I knew what to do in order to work on it and make it stronger and better. I wish I knew how to kind of unlock that piece of me, but I don't. So now that I've shared my experience, I would like to know about (laughs) your experience with precognitive dreams.
1: Okay, so... I would say my sense of déjà vu is nothing that special. I would say it's more just like how the general person experiences déjà vu. Um, because I could never I've never had a moment where like I remember it and I'm like, "Oh, I remember telling that exact detail to somebody, you know, from a dream." I don't know. I I mean, I I would say if I had to say yes or no, do I believe in precognition? I would say no. Um however Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that listeners. is because my brain is like Um, I would consider myself a little overly analytical. So, like, I try to assign uh, a scientific meaning to almost everything that happens to me me or myself. Um, I tend to, like... You like
0: explanations.
1: I like explanations. I'm not saying everything has an explanation. I'm not saying I'm searching for an explanation for everything. Um, However, like, I can usually almost always track down an explanation. So, like... Uh, on a day-to-day basis, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> on a day-to-day basis, I say, oh, I'm, I have a little sixth sense, you know, I, I can tell the future or like I can tell, you know, what's going to happen next, but I can always track it down. Like, that's just something fun that I want to believe. I can always track it down to like, okay, my brain noticed that and somehow I didn't actually physically see it, but my brain saw it. Or, um, you know, I actually subconsciously uh, made a decision that caused it to happen, I didn't it didn't just like I didn't just know it was going to happen because I thought it was going to happen that I actually physically made it happen by the power of suggestion.
0: I can't believe that because I'm talking about, you know, first semester of my first year of teaching before (laughs) any of this COVID-19 stuff had happened. I had dreamt. Yeah. That I was going to be teaching on but a computer. here's
1: how, like, I would rationalize that. And I'm totally not saying that this is right because this is completely my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, gotcha. Like, I have no scientific facts to back this up. Um But, like, I think while we sleep or even on a day-to-day basis, our brain is constantly making up, like, you know, like the whole theory that we live in, like, a, a million different universes based on our decision. Kind of love um, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think your brain is like constantly thinking about different things that might happen in your future. So, like, to me, if I had that dream and then I experienced it, I would say, wow, back then, you know, that is something that I thought may happen in the future. So, but that's isn't how that I would have made kind that of
0: telling the future?
1: <laughs> like- I mean, I technically, I guess, like, I could say tomorrow I'll wake up at six, I'll wake up at 601, I'll wake up at 602. And then I would be telling, you know, then I'd be telling the future. I guess. I guess
0: that's kind of true, but that doesn't explain why the location and the details of the location all make sense. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, the I thing mean, that gets like me. I said. But that's the thing with other precognitive people that, precognitive yeah. people, but other people that dream <laughs> with precognition, cognition dreams, they don't yeah. always necessarily, well, well, let me read, let me read some examples here. Okay, um,
1: cool. I'm ready. I've got
0: some popular examples. Okay, so it says, while scientific research hasn't found evidence to support the idea of prophetic there we go dreams people do commonly report dreaming about events or circumstances that later happened you might have heard of these famous examples okay so i've just got a couple i want to read okay. um alberfan landslide i don't recognize this don't uh, yeah, situation but nearly 150 children and adults were killed in 1966 when waste from a coal mine buried a school in south wales that Aww. is freaking heartbreaking Um, When psychiatrist John Barker visited the town and spoke to many of the residents, he realized many of them had experienced some type of premonition about the disaster. Even some of the children who had died had mentioned dreams and premonitions of dying in the days before the landslide. Barker advertised in in a London newspaper asking anyone who had experienced a premonition before the landslide to send a written account. He received more than 60 replies, about half of which mentioned a dream of the disaster. Okay here's another one Lincoln's death this is so freaking weird I love Lincoln so much okay (laughs) that comes from being from Illinois anyways about two weeks before his assassination President Abraham Lincoln described a recent dream to his wife and a few of his friends he dreamed of walking through the White House until he came upon his own corpse guarded and lying in a state in the East Room exactly where his casket rested after his death
1: okay freaking insane neither of these stories are convincing me (laughs)
0: Well, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying know, to convince I know, I the listeners. You. I know you're you're too stubborn. <laughs> okay, Carl Jung. I don't know who this is either. Okay. Jung, one of the key founders of modern psychotherapy, also reported several precognitive dreams and experiences. Well, you know, he was in psychology, yeah. so I don't know whether or not I believe it. But here we go. Right? One of his dreams appeared to warn him of his mother's death. He also described a series of three dreams in early 1914 that involved a darkened Europe in the grid of cat- grips of catastrophe. Many people later connected these dreams to the start of World War One. Well, that Oops. one's a far stretch, but those are the yeah. popular versions, okay? okay? Do we
1: want to talk about them, or are we going to just move on?
0: We can talk about them.
1: Okay. Because um, I kind of like to talk about them. I mean...
0: Oh, by the way, that was from Healthline.com.
1: Oh, yeah, Healthline. Everyone's heard of Healthline.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, again, not sure how incredible. Um, right. Let me see but these there's... are, like,
1: experiences that have... They're not, like, something Healthline made up. This, this is, was like, some stuff that happened.
0: medically reviewed by Timothy J. Legg, who has a PhD. <laughs> and it was written if, if by it's Crystal Raybould on June 30th, 2020. So, there
1: you go. <laughs> um, so, here's my, uh, kind of, perspective on the Aberfan landslide. Well, that is, that is a horrible thing. Um, so... I am a huge believer in like the power of the spoken word. So I don't really, um, I, I would say like maybe he received so many replies about people who had potentially had a premonition because maybe somebody somewhere was like, okay, they looked around, maybe they did some research, maybe they were scientists in the area, maybe, maybe they said something along the lines of, wow, there are some great conditions for a landslide. That are that maybe might happen, or maybe you know how you go outside and you feel like something's going to happen, like a storm or, you know, whatever. You like just get a this premonition. Feeling. Yeah, but it's based on like actual evidence in what's going on around you. You know what I mean? Like, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um It's like
1: a it's a very subtle. <laughs> well, so, I get it. Like
0: when you walk out and you can yeah. kind of feel like the calm before the
1: storm. Yeah, and then of course, like if if you if you go to work and someone's like, "There's a storm coming." Um, then you you will casually mention that to, like, five or six different people potentially that same night. Like, hmm, oh, yeah, there's supposed true. to be a big storm tonight. So, like, this makes me think, like, of course, I'm making all this up in my mind. <laughs> Keep that in mind. This is just my skeptical brain working. Um, like, what if that kind of got around this small little <laughs> town and everyone was like, yeah, it's been raining a lot. There might be a landslide. You know, there's a huge hill right next to us or a huge mountain. Um, and then of course their kids will hear that, um, and wait, waste from a coal mine. I guess that's what it was. Um, coal mine is disastrous anyway. Like that's very dangerous. Um, so, so maybe it was like something about the conditions. I don't know. Um, and then I just kids can't,
0: I just can't, uh, I mean, even though that makes sense to me, yeah. I just can't imagine that multiple kids, multiple yeah. kids told their parents, that they had dreamt that they were going to yeah. die. I mean, what are the freaking chances of that? And that's just like I mean, could it, be, knowing yeah. that our brain is as powerful as it is, how could you not? I mean, yes, children can lie, but also children can be brutally honest. That's
1: true, yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, why would they And granted, you know, they are creative as well. It could be that they took some words that they heard and like yeah. told or like that anxiety their that their, I their parents are but, feeling or regardless whether or not it is it is from premonition or from the power of spoken word it's incredible either way oh it is there could be you know (laughs) like proof that they knew it was coming like but they didn't really know but they knew enough that they were i want to believe like so
1: badly like i just want to believe that that magical thing those magical things exist like i desperately want to but like my left brain is like so powerful (laughs) well i believe it so 100%
0: Yeah, well, that's just how you yeah. are. She she never <laughs> believes anything. <laughs> Dang it! I don't know. I just think it's I just think it's very interesting. And like, I don't know. Again, that could be true. What you said about Lincoln's death, like you know, it maybe maybe when you, your life, I mean, when you're the president, you put your life at risk. Period, <laughs> because yeah. people are well, crazy. So he could have been walking around his whole life wondering when he was gonna die. But yeah. I just it, think the timing—two weeks before his assassination. Yeah was when he had initially
1: the like initially what pops out to me is like where his casket rested after his death in the east room like if that's just where they all go then obviously they would put him there that has nothing to do with like his dream or they put him in the east room because they he told them about his dream and then they just they put him in there because that's what he dreamt <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like that's the power of suggestion as for the the dreaming of your death like that that's intense that's but- scary
0: Again, like, what if he hadn't told anybody? Well, then we wouldn't know. First of all, that yeah, he dreamt that, it. yeah. <laughs> but but you know, if he hadn't told anybody, what if it still had happened that way? What if he still yeah. would have been assassinated, and his body would have been resting in a casket in the East Room? I mean, yeah, and there's just good. no way yeah. of knowing. But that's why I, I choose to be open-minded. In it's that.
1: interesting. Yeah, very interesting.
0: <clears throat> I mean, he it does it did say he told his his wife and a few of his friends. So I thought absolutely. He had, like, oh, go ahead. Absolutely possible. That's all
1: I was going to (laughs) say. I thought he had like some sort of uh, disorder um, that was going to, that affected his health extremely negatively and that he wasn't, he had like a, a expiration date already.
0: That is not what I uh, remember knowing. Okay, uh, I did work at the Abraham Lincoln Museum <laughs> um, for uh, uh, three months. So I, I mean, obviously, not doctors will
1: say like, "Oh, you only have a year to live" or whatever, and they're completely wrong a lot of the time. But like, I know I thought- that
0: he aged very quickly because it was an exhausting job. I don't yeah. remember knowing I'm about to Google it because
1: <laughs> I thought it would. I, okay. This is something I read. This is not based in fact, this is not based in any, this is just something I read a long time ago. Um, I thought he had some sort of like, uh, because his joints and limbs were so long, like his, he, there was issues pumping blood around his body or something. So he, he was, he was very sick a lot of the time. Um, that's just, I don't know. <laughs> If this okay. doesn't turn out to be anything, then I'm cutting this out.
0: <laughs> the, oh no, you have to leave it now. Okay. Um. Was Lincoln Lincoln dying before he was shot? This is from the Atlantic.
1: Okay. Written by
0: Abraham guys May 20, different Abraham. Yeah. So okay. um, I don't know how quickly it's gonna get to anything, but okay. um, well, it's got some really. It's still an interesting in. concept. That it says. I mean, oh wait. Recently, I heard John make a case in a lecture about Abraham Lincoln suffering from a rare endocrine disorder called MEN2B, multiple endocrine neoplasia type 2B, in which most patients will die of cancer of the thyroid if the thyroid is not removed. John argues that at the time of his death, Lincoln was dying. Indeed, if one looks at Lincoln's pictures, which I just mentioned, from January 1862- and then a few months later, in February 1865, it does appear that he's lost weight and reports from that time suggest he was greatly fatigued. One characteristic Aww. of his, his syndrome is that the presence of musculosal neuromas, little bumps on the lip, um, close oh. to the of photographs, such as the one below, suggests that he did have these. Um, so that's that's quite <laughs> that's quite the theory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but either either way...
1: It's yeah. a premonition
0: of his death, yeah. you know, whether that be from cancer or from being shot. He knew he was dying. I mean, he probably yeah. didn't feel great whether he was sick or not. I mean, like, yeah. he had a rough job.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, when I, you I think guess...
0: about like you look at Obama when he started and granted it, it is eight years. He did yeah. do eight years. But like look at the difference of him. Right, well, it's like
1: the worst job in the world. Oh
0: my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, at least the worst job in the United States of America. <laughs> right, right. I'm sure there are most, more stres-
1: stressful world leader jobs.
0: But, you know, I mean, it it, it takes a toll on you, so... Um, yeah, it could be nothing to do with whatever his issue with his thyroid re- was, you know, it could just be yeah. wear and tear of being the president, but who knows? I mean, we just don't have those answers and we have no way of finding that out. Right. There's
1: no way. Only
0: yeah. theory, only theory, but yeah, it's interesting. And that's a good point. He was definitely going to die <laughs>
1: Yeah. soon, I, I, not if later. He like, <laughs> Sooner if he, rather he knew than that, later. if he knew that, that's where I would say maybe that's why he had a dream about his death um like he he knew he was he he was very sick he knew that maybe the doctor even said you know you're not you're getting cancer or something like that would definitely i would say spark a, a death dream for me
0: so i'm going to um, go back to what i said though in that that might answer that that might be something that i could see you defending for that but it still doesn't make sense from my personal experience right, which is why right. i believe um <laughs> Well, that's but a, I get that's all, I get that's why that's you wouldn't yeah that's yeah. what all
1: this is about like our personal experience so yeah I definitely think that's really interesting
0: and listeners that's why we have a whole podcast about us just agreeing on <laughs> everything because even now <laughs> yeah even though I have we're disagreeing about a topic that we cannot it. prove, <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though I've actually experienced it and like full-on believe my best friend will die before she will ever admit that it could be something that's real.
1: <laughs> well, um, you know, just let me know if you have any dreams about my death. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> you, you could have it. that skill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, I need to get a pack of tar- tarot cards, tarot, tarot, what are they called? Tarot cards. I think cards?
1: it's uh pronounced differently depending on where you're from. It's like tarot cards or tarot cards. I don't know.
0: Either way, I need to I need to get a pack of those. I recently had my tarot <laughs> cards read by a friend and they were very good. Um mm-hmm. yeah, and I really really connected with them. So it was really cool. Again, that's, that's cool. totally up to suggestion as well. <laughs> but I believe in them, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, with that, that's pretty much all I had on on dreams, um, and I think it's kind of led us to a really good uh, time frame. We're at about an hour, so we should wrap up with some fun stuff. Unless you Yay. have anything else about dreams you want to talk about.
1: Oh, uh, no, not really.
0: Cool. Okay, so here's my fun stuff. I got a couple different things for us. (laughs) Uh, I found this website that had a bunch of the most random facts, and I thought it would be fun if we picked a couple of those to just let our listeners know about. Um, And then I have a fun question for us to uh, talk about, and then I want to share what we're thankful for for Thanksgiving. (laughs) um, And then we'll be good to go. So uh, hit us with some random facts that you
1: found, Meg. What's up? Okay, so this one stood out to me. I did kind of skim the list. Um, apparently in 1930, the British Broadcasting Corporation, or BBC, um, reported that there is no news.
0: <laughs> what? They
1: just like... Okay, so I'll read the little paragraph. <clears throat> On April 18th, 1930... Oh, your birthday. <laughs> the BBC skipped the usual news bulletin and instead simply stated, There is no news. Broadcasted a Wagner <laughs> opera... And, yeah, that's what they did. (laughs) So, to me, that, like, blows my mind because that would never happen nowadays. The news Mm -hmm. is just, like, they would make up a story. They would, like, pull something from somewhere. They would have a story about a dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They would pull, like, because it's about the money, you know? It's all about the money now. Um, But, like, imagine just reporting, oh, by the way, there's no news. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
0: I, I do love that. I love it. Yeah. Um, I've got one here. Interesting. Um, I don't, again, guys, this is just best of life or best random facts. So not sure how legitimate this is. Take what you will from it. But this one says, um, women's tears reduce men's testosterone levels. Um, so let me read the little verb. It says, (laughs) it turns out tears are a big turnoff study had men sniff drops of women's emotional tears and a neutral saline solution. Those who sniffed the tears became less aroused as one of the researchers told the New York Times basically what we found is the chemo signaling word for no or at least not now. (laughs)
1: wait what how did they even how did they come to that conclusion
0: can you just imagine like looking at a woman and like okay we're gonna upset you and as you cry can you please collect it in the (laughs) cup so that we can have a man sniff it
1: thank you i can't imagine like being part of that study and like sniffing it (laughs) like can you imagine just like sniffing a saline solution with tears in it people
0: (laughs) need money People need That's money. True. You get your money however you need to get your money. I would sniff I would tears do for money. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would sniff all kinds of weird things for money. Use my
1: nose. It's fine. But also, who thought up this stupid study? <laughs> this is like such know. a stupid study.
0: I don't know, but it's interesting. We want to know all the facts that we want. Uh, we can possibly know, you know? I mean... Yeah, but
1: obviously, like, if a woman is crying, she doesn't want to do anything. So
0: what kind so, of like- chemical comes out with our tears that then somehow when mixed with men's chemicals inside their body registers to them that they shouldn't go for it you know, like, yeah like i mean how does that even happen
1: you don't That's like incredible. go up to a crying lady and sniff her face and then obviously not no be but on like if you that. were
0: in a relationship and your wife was like you walked in you're like i'm ready to ready to you know what and then you see your wife crying and like you you know sometimes you can smell people's tears i don't know i get that and then you like realize oh dang not (laughs) now
1: (laughs) i would say like the chemical is the last thing that would give you that clue (laughs) i would say it's more. no but like
0: but you know like sometimes I would argue that uh, occasionally men aren't in control of that, but like if the chemical okay. is saying like okay, no, now's not the time, then their their body is also going to then react. You I mean it's different for your brain to be like not now, idiot? It's another okay. thing for your body to say not now. <laughs> I am
1: also wondering in this study how did they like how did they measure the arousal <laughs> and like what was well... what was happening in the room to like. Even get them aroused to begin Do you think begin. they just
0: had a heart on and then they were like, sniff these tears. <laughs> and then they just watched. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This... I would totally be part of this study. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> okay, maybe we should move one to a new one before <laughs> it gets too yucky. Go for uh, it.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so the inventor of M&M's was allergic to peanuts. So this, to me, for uh, initially was like not safe. <laughs> Not significant because, like, obviously, original M and M's did not have peanuts in them. But then I imagined this, like, okay, this is like made up in my brain. But like, imagine like the guy who took over after the original CEO was like, fr- screw that guy, and then just made one with peanuts in it. <laughs> I that don't know. That
0: is insane. I can't. Yeah. Even- <laughs> so yeah. he just knew that peanuts tasted good and they would probably taste good with chocolate.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean to me like obviously he it's was like like, hey, the best creation.
0: Hey, try this. I can't, so you have to eat it for me. And then I guess it Or did was Peanut like,
1: and M&M's um, come out at the same time as regular M&M's?
0: I don't know. That's
1: a good question. No, so many probably, not. About no. probably not. M&M's now.
0: Probably not. Cuz think about how many new M&M's have been released, heck even in the last like 2 years.
1: Yeah. I mean M&M's are like the worst candy, but
0: Um that's not true.
1: <laughs> they are the worst candy. <laughs> they're not the worst okay but they're pretty bad
0: chocolate delicious
1: no they don't even taste like chocolate they just taste like hard barely chocolate things
0: well the crunch is definitely an appeal like if you like crunchy things then you can really get behind that hard shell of chocolate is my jam i got you you know what i could live without though the food Um, coloring i could live without that oh yeah it could all just be brown and i'd be totally fine
1: i don't like my uh, dose of red dye number five you know
0: (laughs) That's that's how the um, government keeps us under control. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's a lie. Okay, here's mine. (laughs) You know I love coffee, so I had to do this one. Um, George Washington invented instant coffee. It's true, though it was sadly a different George Washington than the man who led the American Revolution. Oh, very deceptive. (laughs) The man behind instant coffee was George Constant Louis Washington, a Belgium immigrant to New York who held over two dozen... Two dozen, two (laughs) two dozen, (laughs) (laughs) two dozen patents for everything from early cameras to food processors. His biggest hit was Red E Coffee, get it, (laughs) which required no brewing but reportedly tasted gross.
1: (laughs) Still Mm, true. Surprise!
0: Instant coffee (laughs) is disgusting. However, if you really need your caffeine, that's the way.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't drink coffee at all. Um, I don't need the caffeine, (laughs) so.
0: Well, I'm just gonna then avoid all of it. You're you're blessed. Um, <laughs> I really do enjoy my coffee, yeah. though. All right, yeah. your turn. Uh, Let's do fine. one more each. I think.
1: Okay, so this is one that I actually like. Took off a different website, but um, oh, okay. Fun fact: cows moo with regional accents. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, what? Apparently, in small populations, such as herds, you would encounter identifiable dialectical variations, which are most affected by the immediate peer group. This is a BBC News study. What the fuck? Or something like that. So, uh, that blows my mind. (laughs) And also, why would someone do that study? (laughs) So, do you...
0: (laughs) Wait, that's a good point. Do do you think that... Cows from Illinois have a little country accent, or maybe Southern yeah. cows. They got a little.
1: Are like Jersey accent. cows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you demonstrate a Jersey move for us?
1: Uh no, I <laughs> was at the shot. I can't even. It blows my mind. I can't even. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, mine's not as good, um, but it does have to do with George Washington again. Um, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> we have a presidential theme tonight as well, apparently.
0: So, oh, whoops! I knocked my mic. Okay, so um, George Washington was a major whiskey distiller. Our nation's first president did try his hand at whiskey making in a major way. After leaving the presidency in 1797, the founding father spent some of his retirement planting rye around his Mount Vernon estate and soon had a full-blown distillery underway, producing 11,000 gallons of unaged whiskey in 1799, the year he died. Speaking of all things presidential... Oh, then there's like a, here are two 20 amazing facts you never knew about the White House, but we don't care about that. Oh, I don't care That's about that. That's crazy. I mean, good yeah. for him.
1: Wow. He really wanted some whiskey. It just
0: makes me think about Hamilton. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Well, moving right along, um, the I I wasn't originally, didn't have this originally in our... Um, outline but since i was kind of trying to wrap up in a fun way i I came across this question and i was like really trying to think about it and like yeah understand (laughs) what i could possibly choose so i'm gonna ask you this and make you think on it while i talk about mine Okay, if you could make any food zero calories what would you choose can only be one one like item i mean it can have multiple things in it but it's okay. one it's one item that's the only so thing. like
1: like okay like a it can a be food a dish group. right yeah like no a dish. not okay. a food
0: group but like a dish right so like okay. a dish might have multiple parts of it but if you were to separate that part so like so you're if, talking if, if like you, hamburgers if or your pizza, dish like... had tomato in it you couldn't yeah. like then have zero calorie tomatoes on the side like only the dish okay itself i got be zero okay. calories okay so for me, and I stole this from somebody else's answer because it wrapped <laughs> up all of my joys into one yeah. item. It would be a Portillo's cake shake, chocolate cake shake. Because me, oh. um, ice cream and chocolate cake are my weaknesses. And if they were zero calories, that would be the only thing I ever ate. <laughs> so mm. that's mine. Um, I can only wish, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Chocolate cake is like the best thing i crave it um you know once a month um so that would definitely be the winner for me
1: <sighs> um, what about okay. you mm. this is really hard if you hard pick because... something healthy i'm gonna be upset <laughs> no it's not gonna be healthy <laughs> okay good <laughs> um this is hard it would be a toss-up between like soda i would say um because i know that's a drink so it's not a food so it's not really a thing um or um chips definitely if it was if it had to be a food not a drink it would be chips
0: but there's already a zero calorie
1: soda it's called diet soda yeah but it it tastes like crap (laughs) it's not good it's disgusting
0: That's true that'll only get better with time so you better choose
1: chips (laughs) yeah chips. Okay, it's got to be chips because I could just snack on chips all day. Like chips are amazing.
0: So you're just saying like all chips? Brilliant.
1: Is it my lactose? So to? should
0: mine be like all milkshakes?
1: Yeah, I would say all milkshakes would be reasonable. <laughs> bet. Bet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, um, I I get it. I kind of wish, yeah. I mean chips. I mean, are, I would go
1: with like pasta or something, but like when I'm going in the store or when I like want something, it's usually chips. <laughs>
0: i get it when you're like having a salty crave and you want some potato chips or whatever yeah
1: yeah i get it it's it's always that yeah
0: oh man now (laughs) i just really want a portillo's cake shake
1: yeah and everything else like is everything else that i love is not as high calorie but like chips you you get like one small bag of chips and it's like 200 calories and it's like half filled with nothing true
0: so, true I'm just like who thought of just, chip bags like who, who in their right who mind
1: really hated the human race like why wouldn't
0: they just like put however much they're gonna put in it and then like seal it at the correct place so that don't you know. don't open up a bag that's just half empty like it's that's probably because so they would
1: have to charge less for them
0: well <laughs> <laughs> so, heaven yeah. forbid
1: i know <laughs> capitalism
0: Okay, so this is actually like super random, but I'm just like I'm gonna even though it's gross, I'm gonna talk about it. Um, because I wanna <laughs> know if any if any of our listeners experience this or if you do. Um, so I have eczema.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And my eczema comes through in weird ways. Like I know most people who have eczema, like, they think of like patches of like dry, like really yeah. dry, like scaly like skin. Um, and I have those occasionally, but my eczema is at its very best in the winter obviously it's already started this season um and <laughs> oddly it happens on my hands and basically only my hands okay. um, and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now okay my fingers are like peeling like the skin is Aww. i i like exfoliated i like used a pumice i have a whole pumice just for my hands um all over my fingers to like peel as much as i could off um it's like the top layer is just peeling away. <laughs> and then in the center of my palms, as they get wet, they begin to blister. And it's not painful. Um, but they will just blister and I will just have patches of disgusting oh white blisters in the middle of my palms. This happens every winter. Um, it's very disturbing and there's not really a way to fix it. Um they just recommend um sometimes they eat, they will give you like a steroid cream, but um
1: okay lotion Mm -hmm.
0: and yeah just like you know trying to keep your hands protected from cold water um cold air that those kinds of things exfoliating and lotioning lots but um i'm wondering do you experience this
1: (laughs) um it's I, i guess i didn't even know what it was but like i do have one patch on my leg that is constantly this like dry patch, so I guess that's eczema.
0: Yeah, that would be a form of eczema, yeah. like it dry patch, of scaly skin, no matter what It's literally think, just, get like, get one
1: it. little round dry patch, that so yeah. I just can't get rid of, um, yeah.
0: There's, like, some really good uh, Gold Bond eczema lotion, and or okay. Aveeno has some really good lotion yeah. for those kinds of patches, so. But it's listeners, super weird, like... if you understand what I'm going through, please let me know, because I feel <laughs> like an alien. I really do. It's just oh, disturbing. No. like No, if
1: you're an alien, I'm an alien. Well... <laughs> we could both be aliens let's yeah. not rule that out <laughs> absolutely yeah
0: but anyways that's not what i wanted to wrap up our podcast with i just i just kept looking at my hands and thinking oh my gosh like if i were to go on a date right now nobody would want to hold my hand <laughs> like it's, not that you can do that in the middle of covid but you know
1: <laughs> yeah
0: okay what i really wanted to wrap up with was um i want to talk about what we're thankful for um you know, I know it's 2020, the year of COVID, the year of all things awful. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I definitely have some things that I'm really grateful for. And I would love to know what you are grateful for.
1: Okay. Do you want me to go first? Or sure. You? I'm going
0: to pull, up, pull okay. up some stuff to look at. While oh, okay. To share mine. I know. I, w- I wrote something about it earlier. Okay. Go nice. for it.
1: Well, I am being put on the spot, so. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I would say I am most thankful for um, my friends. Um, and my family of course but I'm just gonna like of course I'm always thankful for my family and right. I'm always thankful for my friends but I have recently come out of like a different chapter of my life into a new chapter and um, I've kind of reignited my friendships <clears throat> in a different way so I definitely have a different relationship with all of my friends um, even your and I relationship has evolved <laughs> absolutely um, and I don't have many friends I um I kind of i'm I'm that kind of person that has a few really good friends and then that that's it everyone else is mostly an acquaintance <laughs> same um so like i'm definitely very thankful for the people in my life um and i've i can't really identify anything else that i'm uber thankful for um besides like of course i'm content with all my possessions and everything like but i've never really been like a you know I'm thankful for my uh, freaking computer or my job. Uh, like <laughs> they're all replaceable. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I would say that for me, it's it, it's a lot a lot of like based off of experiences. Um, yeah. I did I did recently ask my kids to share what they were thankful for, and I got a lot of, I'm thankful for my Aww. Xboxes and things like that. <laughs> a couple of them were like, I'm thankful for teachers like you, cute things Aww, like that. okay. But
1: They're trying for to suck
0: me, up. <laughs> right. For me, I, I kind of agree. There's, like, a certain standard of things that I just I, – I wish I was more than for. don't really for, consider them, yeah. But, like, you know, my parents and my friends and my family, like, it doesn't even matter what we're going through. I am always thankful for them, um, you know, just because – too many times has my butt been saved by by yeah. the <laughs> you know but here are a few moments that i took time okay. to be thankful for I, I put this on facebook that's why i had to pull it back up your mom just liked it by the way um, Oh. <laughs> but i just thought I, I thought i could share this because these were things that stuck out to me even in the yeah. shitty year of 2020 these things <laughs> still happened within this year so um <clears throat> First thing is, I adopted my dog in February, and Aww. he's like my very best friend. So I don't know what the heck I'd do without him. Um, he's very expensive. <laughs> but I'm very thankful for him because he gets me through a lot of things every day. Um, in April, when my birthday was, and Meg's birthday, <laughs> um, my friends, it was, it was in the middle of COVID 19, and I literally, my birthday is always like the forgotten birthday of the friend group just because. We were always on spring break or you know we're in we're actually in school whatever it was and my friends have summer birthdays um kay and and sarah have summer birthdays in july so it's just a forgotten birthday and i never really cared too much but this year um they went out of their way they drove to springfield one from quinn oh i won't say actually what both from (laughs) far away places they drove to springfield and they threw me a parking lot birthday party so that we could be socially distant (laughs) and it is my absolute all-time favorite birthday ever hands down will always be because it was the most fun they brought cupcakes they brought presents um they (laughs) they got me coffee um i mean they were just really really sweet and we had so much fun running around the parking lot with my dog and it was amazing um the next was next one was in july meg and i took a socially distant vacation to tybee Um, Tybee Island in Georgia and it was magical for me (laughs) not for Meg but for me it
1: was awesome
0: it I mean it changed my life like I want (laughs) I want to live in Georgia I just sent Meg a message about that the other night like I just want to be there all the time I think about it all literally all the time it consumes my thinking um I love it there (laughs) um and then in September I moved to my current location with my roommate Cedric and It's really nice to have a place of my own. I've wanted this for years and years. um, And, you know, I lived with my parents and not that I don't love them, but it's really nice (laughs) to be my own person and have my own space. Of course, Yeah. Um, And then I'm also grateful for Meg came to visit here recently for Halloween and we started this podcast. And the last one is my dad has finally figured out FaceTime.
1: (laughs) Which is awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's just a handful of things that even though this year has been rough and different than anything else we've experienced, um, there were really good things that came out of 2020. So that's what I'm choosing to be grateful for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. I like how you assigned it to specific events um, because that's like usually a a way I, I never really think about it. Like, you know, people say, what are you thankful for? And they go around the table and you just say like, generic answers which is kind of what i gave <laughs> well, um but i, I mean, like how you recalled specific of like actual events not necessarily things or like people
0: yeah um, i mean people i'm i'm always going to be grateful of for. course yeah but like things are like you said replaceable jobs are replaceable. no i do yeah. love my job i'm very yeah. thankful for it but it is re- replaceable yeah. um but you know there are there are experiences that we will have as memories and yeah. we'll never get to experience them the exact same way so yeah. people People are very special. People are not replaceable and experiences, experiences are not, not replaceable. Exactly. Yeah. Bingo. Spot on. So. Yeah, that is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there are so many things to be thankful for. We forget. And we get yeah. stuck
0: in this space, you know, and we we don't yeah. remember all the wonderful things that we've got to experience. I'm guilty yeah. of it. Very guilty of it.
1: <laughs> well, I I am. I, I was thinking today about how like, okay, so I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I work like 65 hours a week. I have two jobs. (laughs) Um, I have a very busy life. Um, but I also was thinking about today how thankful I am to have two jobs because if I didn't, my life would be vastly different and I would not enjoy my life as much, which sounds wrong. And it sounds (laughs) maybe like I haven't considered all my options, (laughs) but, um, like I love a busy life and a lot of people are struggling to find a job. And so I feel this is probably like a completely Western way of thinking, but I feel very lucky to have a busy life full of two good jobs with good people in those jobs. Um, Yeah. So that's, I, it's their jobs are replaceable. Yes, but I do feel lucky to have a busy life.
0: I should look at it that way because I, I do not work 65 plus hours. Thank goodness um but I do work two jobs and there was a while where I was working every day and I was very very tired and I couldn't see it that way but you're right I I prefer to be busy too and I like the extra income and really how lucky am I that I have two jobs that you have two (laughs) jobs whereas you know I know people that are struggling with finding a job at all and or finding a job that actually gives them the hours and the money
1: they, they need I mean if if you're talking about your ideal life of course people want like I want to get my full salary mm-hmm. on lower than 40 hours a week working three days a week you know off five or whatever or off four <laughs> there are seven days in a week um uh, but however like uh and then you'd have you know all this time to to pursue your hobbies or whatever but um I know that I would miss the people at my job like at my second job um because while i'm not a social person everybody needs people like even if you are the most reclusive person in the world human beings need other human beings to function so if you find a place where you can like get that little bit of social out of you then like you would miss it if you if you lost it so absolutely i think yeah i think that's kind of another thing i'm thankful for is that like it's my second job where like mostly interact with people um and it's, it's in small doses which is exactly what i need so I guess, more specifically, I'm happy to have two jobs that fit my personality and my lifestyle.
0: We so. are lucky. We are lucky people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, we are.
0: <clears throat> well, with that, um, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, listeners. Yeah. Um, hey, if you wouldn't this will mind, come out weeks after. <laughs> that's true. But if you wouldn't mind um spread the word about our podcast um yeah if you like it maybe you know somebody who will like it um you can yeah. follow us on our social medias our instagram is at seven hours difference um with the numeral seven and uh same thing on our instagram or i mean on uh, twitter except it's just hrs, H-R-S. yeah so find <laughs> us on the socials i will say our twitter is not really popping but our instagram stays yeah. pretty consistent so <laughs> check that out um and spread the word.
1: Podcasts every Tuesday, um, usually every around Tuesday. nine or ten, uh, Eastern Standard. So yeah, yep. And they're on everywhere: iTunes, Spotify, all these other ones that I have no idea what they are. But it'd be hard to apparently.
0: Make <laughs> mine, apparently I recommend it's on seven platforms. <laughs> yeah, mine. I recommend Anchor FM slash Seven Hours difference. Seven Hours Difference. Again, Ooh, the numeral seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Find us and check us out and spread the word. And, yeah. we, are, and please, we are thankful for you, listeners. Yes. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Random Citizen. <laughs> Had to get my Megamind uh, reference in there. Oh, Meg loves Megamind. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Random Citizen. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely give us feedback, too, because uh, we're a work in progress, and we would love feedback, even negative feedback. Just be nice about it, you know?
0: Yeah. This is kind of our... Um, our chance to be creative and get all of this out of our system and to yeah. talk and share opinions which doesn't necessarily need to happen but we like to do it so uh
1: yeah you know let conversation us know how we can is, be better yeah conversation is is essential especially nowadays absolutely so we, we want everyone <laughs> to be part of the conversation so
0: yeah. with that um happy late thanksgiving and have a wonderful <laughs> wonderful day Listen,
1: have a wonderful holiday and have a wonderful day.
0: Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.